Welcome to The Jury Is Out, a podcast for trial attorneys who want to sharpen their skills and better serve their clients. Your co-hosts are John Simon, founder of the Simon Law Firm, and St. Louis attorney Eric Veith. Welcome to another episode of The Jury Is Out. I'm Eric Veith. I'm John Simon. John, today our topic is marketing, and I want to start with a, an image. A lawyer who is one of the best attorneys in town, who is sitting at the desk waiting for the phone to ring, drumming fingers on the table. No one's calling, but they're one of the best attorneys around. And that's, that's an image I want to start you out with. You know, what a great way to start, Eric. You know, marketing is so important. I mean, without cases, without clients, you can't practice. You know, you need both. You need to do, do a good job at what you're doing, do the best job you can to represent your client. But that is so true. There are so many really, really good lawyers out there that, that nobody knows who they are. They really don't get the, the, the best cases a lot of times. And the flip side is true also. You know, the, the, the attorneys who are out there, and, and I'll say there's a difference, you know, advertising, marketing, whatever we want to call it, but some of us are way better at promoting what we do than others. And I've worked with lawyers, very, very good lawyers who, you know, side by side, office right next to them. And I did a little better job probably of promoting myself and, and they didn't. And it was like night and day. You know, if you are really good and you're getting good results and very few people know about it, it's not going to help you, you know, generate business or, or get clients. Marketing is, is, is one of the most important things that you do. Without marketing, without clients, nothing else happens. Can you imagine uh, you know, asking 100 law students what's the most important parts about being a lawyer? And uh, I, I just suspect that marketing won't come up. They'll, they'll talk about their favorite things, giving closing arguments, writing an appellate brief. Marketing doesn't seem like practicing law. As you mentioned, if you don't have cases, then you can't strut your stuff. You can't do the things you really want to do. It's so important to think about business development and marketing wherever you're at. I don't care if you're at one of the big, you know, big silk stocking defense firms or if you're at a, at a two person shop or if you're, you know, by yourself, you need to think about business development or marketing. And in, in my experience, lawyers, I mean, not only do they put it second or third, I mean, most lawyers don't even think about it. I, I would bet if you were honest with yourself and you asked yourself, how much of my time, overall time, have I spent on marketing versus working on cases or, you know, handling cases, representing clients? And if that's 5%, if, if you actually spent 5% of your time, and I mean, you know, thinking about marketing, developing a marketing plan, carrying it out, if you spend 5% of your time I can almost guarantee you, you will have more business than you can handle or know what to do with. Just doing good work isn't enough. I mean, you need to do good work and you need to let people know that you're doing good work. You need to let them know, you know, what kind of cases you handle and, and, and make them confident that if they send you a case or refer you a case, you're going to do a good job on it. Remember earlier, earlier episode when I had my, my rant about the word losing, I thought it was like a, a, the wrong word to use for an attorney who does a good job and doesn't prevail. And I've, I've got a problem with marketing. It just sounds, it sounds cheesy. It sounds manipulative. It reminds me of people selling Rolex watches and other things we don't need on TV, hawking things. It, it just, that word has connotations that maybe that's one reason a lot of lawyers just get, I, and I'm one of them, get a little 
uneasy talking about marketing. It sounds like honking horn and uh, doing things where I'm spinning what I do. Uh, and I know you have a very different attitude about what this is all about. You know, Eric, I think it's how you do it. You can market or, or you know, try to do business development in a way that's unethical or, or you know, uh, cheesy, as you said. And I mean, or, or you can do it in a way that it's something that, you know, you're proud of. And so really that's, that's, that's big, a big part of it is, is just, you know, not doing business development, but you know, how you do it. Another way to think about this is I get cases, I, I handle, you know, cases in a very, very narrow specific area of practice, you know, personal injury, med mal, product liability, those, th those types of cases. I mean, we get calls all the time on cases that we just don't handle. It's not something that we do. And, you know, these are from family members or friends or former clients. And you know how nice it is to be able to send those cases to somebody that we trust, that we have confidence in. We know they're going to treat, you know, our, our, our family members or our former clients, you know, well, they're going to do a good job on the case. And so to me, by letting other lawyers know that you're out there, letting them know what you're doing, the type of cases you're handling, and also demonstrating that if you, you know, that you're going to do a great job on the case, uh, you're, you're helping yourself, you're helping the client, and you're also helping other lawyers who don't handle those types of cases. It seems to me that this, this word marketing, which I'm, I still struggle with a bit, can encompass a whole bunch of stuff that's not the stuff that you would learn in a business course called marketing. Let me state what we're not talking about. You know, we're not talking about, uh, you know, buying TV commercials. We're not talking about, you know, billboards and, you know, things like that. It's, you know, purchasing advertising services. You know, what we're talking about and what we're going to talk about, you know, today is what you can do, you know, on your own, you know, to develop your practice. It comes down to the one thing you and I talk about all the time, Eric, and that is it's about building relationships. The way I do approach, you know, marketing, business development is, you know, I want other lawyers and clients, current clients, former clients to, to number one, know what I do. You know, I want them to know what my practice area is, what, what kind of cases I specialize in, you know, and, and the other thing I want them to know is that I want them to I appreciate referrals. You know, if they have a case we can help them with or handle, we would love to, you know, love to do that. And, and so... You know, I think that's really how you need to approach it. We've uh, sometimes talked about compounding. It's a, it's a term often used in the financial realm. You're making money on your money. It's a financial idea, but it I, I think it applies all the time to much of what we do. You develop skills, you meet people, you and, it, and it, over time, and this is incremental, as, as you were saying, it's a long-term project. And it seems like marketing is is a good example of this that it, it does it seems to encompass you know it's hard to, it's hard to actually tamp this topic down into something specific because it seems like a good marketer is is somebody who is using a life skill not just a business skill a life skill uh, the kinds of things that you you don't think about marketing for new friends but if you're out there meeting people you know they're getting to know you and if they like you they'll call you they'll have you know go out for coffee with you or take a walk with you something like that it seems like it is an extension of a very basic human set of skills. Get involved in things you enjoy getting involved in. You know, if, if, you, if you're trying to do things, you know, marketing-wise, that is just really not a good fit for you, if you don't really like writing articles or you don't like giving presentations, 
if you're trying to get yourself to do things you don't enjoy doing, you're really not going to do them. You need to market in a way that you're doing things that you're comfortable doing. Uh, one, one exercise that I have done many, many times, what I'll do a lot of times is I'll ask myself, okay, how did I get that case? And, and 90 plus percent of all of our cases are on referral from other lawyers, 90%. And most of the other 10% are referrals from existing or former clients. So we have a referral-based firm primarily, and it's always been that way. So when we get a case in, you know, what I'll do is I'll say, okay, where did I get that case? And it will come from a former client or it'll come from, most of them will come from another lawyer who referred it in. And then the next question I ask is, okay, how did I meet that lawyer? Where, how did that relationship start? And it will go back and it'll be at a, at a bar function or, you know, we got a result in a case and a lawyer called us because they have a similar case, you know, things like that. None of those things happened by me sitting in my office doing really good work on my client's case. It happened because I was out involved in a legal organization. I was involved in some community you know, organization or effort, or we got a result in a case that was you know, publicized or you know, in, the, in the paper. So I think that's a good way to do it. You know, one of the things that, that really worked for me is you know, early on, I would always publish the results of my cases. You know, whether it was a settlement or whether it was a verdict, a verdict's a little easier because it, you know, it gets publicized. And, and what that did is it, it introduced me to the legal community. I mean, the legal community didn't know who I was. They didn't know what kind of cases I was handling. And, you know, I was very lucky. I was at a firm where there were a lot of big, significant cases coming into the firm, and I was able to work on them and handle them and, uh, you know, get, get good results. You know, when people hear about those results, whether, you know, whether it's in a, you know, the Lawyers Weekly or however you're going to publish it, it kind of gets your, your name out there a little bit and your reputation and a couple things. People know that, number one, they start, they, they know what kind of cases you're handling. And, and secondly, more importantly, they get to know who you are. I mean, I read the, the Lawyers Weekly or I'll, I'll look on the listserv and I'll see somebody who got a verdict in a case. I'll take note of that. And then, you know, a year or two later or six months or whatever, I might see that same attorney you know, getting another result in the case. And, and all of a sudden, I know who that person is. And a lot of times I've never met them. I don't know who they are, but I have formed an opinion that they know what they're doing. They're doing good work. They're getting good results in their cases. So I think it's really important to, you know, get your results out there. Uh, and I think the most important thing you can do, the most effective thing you can do from the plaintiff's side is to try cases. You know, try cases and get results. There is, there's nothing better for you know business development for marketing than than taking a good case and trying that case it's not only do you get results but when you get a verdict those results are you know are, are broadcast to the to everybody i mean whether you win or lose everybody knows about it uh so what, what i want to do we've been talking about this generally and i want to add a little structure to it we have a lot of marketing meetings here at our firm and you know with, with the lawyers and we look at marketing goals and plans and things like that and i would like to handle this sort of as a marketing meeting at the Simon Law Firm, okay, how we, what we do with the lawyers here. You know, the first thing I want to talk about is the importance of developing, you know, an area of expertise and, you know, why that's important. And again, it's, it's not a knock on, on, I know there are attorneys out there with general practices, which is, I mean, that, that is incredibly difficult, but I think it's, it's much better to develop a reputation in a particular area if you're able to do that. Okay, if you're not, there you know there are other ways to market, no question. Now, if you're if you're my age and you're listening to this, that's already you've already 
kind of whether you picked it or not, you already have an area pretty much that that is is your what you're known for or your area of expertise. But you know, for the for the younger lawyers listening, you know, there's an opportunity. Think about the type of cases that you want to handle, and and then do what you can to get involved in in handling those cases. Whether it's at a firm and you have a choice of who you work for, or or you know whether you want to market. You know, if you haven't even established that area, if you know it's an area that you want to work in, you know, whether it's workers' comp or product liability or, you know, auto, truck, whatever, it is important before you start thinking about marketing to figure out what it is you want to market for. That process can be a long one, too. I think that that's also a project that might take a a while for a young attorney to figure out. Um, Any advice for how to... When you're just starting out, you're trying to figure out who you are, and you're also trying to market. So it seems like these are two things that don't necessarily go well together. Yeah, I think in the beginning, you're going to handle what comes in the door, okay? And you're going to, you know, appreciate certain types of cases over others. Some of the, you know, some of the cases are going to be, are going to interest you more. Uh, you're going to like them more for whatever reason. What I'm saying is, you know, it's not, you don't sit sit at your desk and say, okay, I'm only going to handle these types of cases. Anything else comes in the door, I'm going to turn them down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you, you should at least be known for one or more areas of practice. And if that's what you're known for and you develop an expertise in, in those areas, it's going to be a whole lot better for you to develop, you know, referral sources. People, you know, I mean, you, you did a lot of consumer law stuff. You know, you did a lot of, uh, you know, predatory lending cases. And, you know, when, when one of those cases comes my way, I think of you. It kind of makes sense from this point of view. You got to ask yourself, okay, I'm going to go out and market myself. And you could say, well, I'm a really good person and I'm honest and, you know, hardworking and I get good results for my clients. But the people, attorneys included, who are going to send you cases want to know what, what do you do? You know, what kind of cases are you handling? And I think that's why it's important to figure out, you know, what, what kind of cases you're marketing before, for before you start setting goals or having a plan. So w- with that said, I think the next step, you know, number one, figure out the cases you're, you're going after. And I think the second thing is set some goals. And, you know, I mean, write them down, not just something in your head, well, I'm going to try to do this or try to do that. I think Almost every lawyer thinks about marketing and thinks about business development, and probably 95% don't do anything. And that's really the disconnect. That's, that's you know, when, when marketing doesn't work, nine times out of 10, it's because the attorney thinking about doing the marketing just thought about it and didn't follow through. So I think setting goals is a, is a, you know, is a must. Uh, now, what those goals are, you know, that, that can vary from A to Z. I mean, is it a certain number of cases? Is it a is it a you know better quality cases? Is your goal to expand geographically, you know, or you know your goal could be something you know I want to develop five new relationships a month, you know, or two new relationships a month. Meet two new lawyers each month, and you know something like that. Uh, but I, I do think you need to you know set some goals that are measurable, you know, they're attainable, so that uh, you know you can see some of your work paying off. Maybe maybe we can spend just a minute and talk about the, the young attorney. You know, you, you don't yet have the uh, long string of successes, but you have. So say you have one good result. Any any thoughts about how to? Yeah, Eric, I, I think it doesn't even. You know, when I say develop relationships, 
It's something you should be doing if, even if you're not looking for referrals or cases. You know, it, it, it's not like you go out with somebody and you say, I'm going to take you to lunch. Hey, I'm handling these kind of cases. Send them to me. That's not, that's not what, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. Go out to lunch and get to know somebody. You know, find out something about them, about their family, how they got to the firm that they're at, what kind of stuff they're working on. Just get to know them. And, and that's, that's pretty much it. And, and find out, you find out from them what kind of cases that they're handling. You know, what, what are you working on? What kind of cases do you handle? You know, 90% of the cases that come our way, we don't take. And, and almost all of those get sent to somebody else. And, and for me, it's really important to know who you are, what kind of cases you're working on, what kind of cases you're taking. You know, it goes the other way, too. I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it's sort of, you know, cross-marketing. I mean, I, I, I send cases all the time. I mean, there's a very good friend of mine who does bankruptcy uh, law and a law school classmate. And for, for 30 plus years, you know, if a bank, if I got a bankruptcy issue, it's, it's going his way. And, you know, and the same thing happens, not only him, but, but attorneys at his firm, if they have a product case or, you know, a personal injury case, it, it kind of goes the other way. So it, it, you re, it really is a service to everybody, to, to both attorneys and the client, as I said, because, you, you know, we all get cases we don't handle and criminal cases. We don't do criminal stuff. I've never done criminal work. And uh, there are attorneys here in town that, you know, through the years, if, if a criminal matter comes up, that's who it's going to, you know. You know, I've uh, had many occasions where I wanted to get to know someone better. And it's somebody interesting. And I'll write them a note. Hey, why don't we get together and have, a, you know, either beer or coffee. or What I do nowadays is take a walk. I, it, it works almost every time. I, I got news for you. Most of the lawyers you meet that are going to send you cases, you're already meeting them and talking to them whether you go out of your way to do that or not. And here's what I mean by that. For a couple of years, you know, I wasn't it, it up at court as often as I usually was. You know, if it were motion, unless it was a real significant, you know, motion, you know, we had like, got a lot of younger, very, you know, qualified, competent lawyers here handling them. And I, I just didn't find myself going to court that often. And, you know, I, I, I had a case that was referred in by another lawyer. Was We were co-counsel on the case. And with that case, it required me of being in court a lot more. And I noticed that every time I'd walk into a courtroom, whether it was in the city or the county or wherever it was, you know, I'd run into two or three or four or five or 10 attorneys that I knew. And, you know, and that's just, you know, having done this for as long as I have. And without question, I would strike up a conversation. I would talk to them, get caught up. No sooner than that would happen than you know, a week would pass and I'd get, get a call from them about a case or I'd have a case and kind of send it their way. So, you know, when we're talking about developing a relationship, it's not calling somebody on a phone, you know, and just coldly saying, hey, I haven't seen you. you know, I don't know who you are. Let's go have a cup of coffee. But what we're talking about is, you know, getting to know and developing relationships with the lawyers you already see every day. You know, so the motion docket, talk to the lawyers, get to know them. How about at a deposition? You know, everybody arrives a little bit early at the deposition. You know, you can sit there in silence and, and furiously scribble your notes and look at your outline and highlight it. Or you might want to get there a little early and, and you know, as a, as a human being, get to know some people. You know, get, I mean, what, what I'm suggesting doesn't just get you business, but, you know, it, it's what you should be doing anyway, even if you didn't want any business. You know, develop a relationship with the people you work with. It'll make your life more enriching. You know, it'll make you a better person. You know, you'll feel better at the end of the day. If, you, if you're the kind of person that takes a genuine interest in other people, you're going to be wildly successful in, in marketing and business development. Every time I go, 
to a deposition and I meet an attorney that I haven't met before. I want to find out something about them. Why? Well, they, they might send me a case, but that's not really why. I want to know who they are, you know, where they're from. Are they, are they from here? Are they from somewhere else? How long have they been at that firm? What kind of cases they're working on? People are people. You know, it works the same with attorneys. It works the same with judges. Witnesses. I mean, when you talk to, you have expert witnesses or a witness you're using in a case, it's just really literally having a genuine interest in, in, in who other people are. I enjoy reaching out to people through the lectures I've given in, on appellate law or writing articles. And it's a, it's, a, it's a great excuse to just reach out to people and say, hey, can I pick your brain about an issue I'm working on or, or an article I'm writing? And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you're, you're engaged. And I like meeting the people, exchanging ideas. It makes your whole life colorful. It, it, you just you wake up in the morning and you think, wow, you know, I've got this interesting group of people I hang out with uh, that are, you know, filled with good ideas who, who challenge me when I need to be challenged. And but boy, does that change the conception of the word marketing? And if we're talking about marketing, my gut feeling, at least in on you know TV, radio, that's we're talking about something very different. We're talking about you taking the time to get to know people form real relationships, you know, valuable for both sides and, uh, you know, actually embedding yourselves in your, in your community. Yeah. And I think, you know, the opportunities are all around us and it's something that you should be doing. As I said, even if you're not doing it to generate business, you know, you should become more involved in the legal community, more involved in your bar association. Uh, it helps the bar association. It helps the legal community and and, and it helps you. Um, you know, I think some of the things that you can do is, as you were, as you were saying, Eric, you know, write an article, um, you know, co-author an article with somebody else, give a seminar, participate in a seminar, you know, the, the, your bar association, you know, in, in, in St. Louis, it's, you know, BAMSL, you know, Bar Association of Metropolitan St. Louis. We have so many subsections, you know, we've got one from, from A to Z, you know, criminal law, bankruptcy, you know, intellectual property law, you know, different areas of practice where um, you, you can get involved. And, and that's, you know, what a great way to, you know, to, to get started and meet people. But you really need to get out of your office and, and start meeting people and letting them know, you know, who you are and what kind of, what kind of stuff you're working on. It's, it's really as simple as that. So Eric, what we talked about is, you know, it, it, number one, there's no silver bullet. This is a long-term process. It's about developing relationships. I think it's important to you know, if you can develop an area of expertise, uh, I think it's also important to set goals, set some, you know, very attainable, concrete goals that you want to work towards. And the next thing is, you know, have a plan. And, and by that, I mean, what specific things are you going to do to help you reach those goals? You know, is it going to be, you know, reporting the results in your next settlement? You know, is it going to be trying to get a verdict, you know, picking a case and, 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 and trying, a, trying a case to get a verdict? Uh, you know, writing an article, you know, for the bar journal, joining a section, you know, a practice section at your, at your local bar. And if nothing else, going out of your way to at least, you know, start talking a little bit to the attorneys. Uh, you know, half of, the, half of the cases that we get in this office probably are from attorneys who are on the other side or have been on the other side of cases. And this is, this is something you really need to think about. The lawyer who's on the other side of your case, whether you're a defense lawyer, bankruptcy, whatever it is, that that lawyer is a potential source of business for you. And, and it goes the other way too. You know, let them know what you're doing. Let them find out what they're doing. And, and you know, send them things when you can. It's uh, nonstop entertainment for me to hear people say, 
well, you must hate those people on the other side that, you know, the opposing council. There's a lot of people just assume we don't like each other as human beings just because we're on opposite sides of the case. And uh, as you suggest, it goes far beyond that. You can not only have a relationship, you can have a an ongoing referral business based upon the fact that you have mutual respect for each other. At least from my practice area, you know, most of my cases come from existing clients or past clients. And, and the other, the, you know, 90% probably come from, you know, attorneys, attorneys or judges or, you know, people in the legal profession who refer us cases. So, you know, let, let's talk about the client referrals, for, first of all. And I think this is something that's a big deal for defense firms. I mean, here, you know, we rarely, we rarely have the same client for two cases. You know, our clients are, you know, kind of one time and that's it. You know, fortunate for them. I mean, you know, based on the kind of cases that we handle. So I would think, and again, I did defense work for, for the first, you know, four and a half, five years. You know, your client relationship has to be just absolutely critical doing defense if you're doing defense stuff. And the reason is you're doing defense stuff, you're going to continue to get hopefully cases from that same client for, for, for a long period of time, for 10 years, 20 years, you want to keep them forever. So when we're talking about the client experience is really what I want to talk about, make it a really good experience. If you're doing cases like I am where you have one client, you probably won't get another case for that client. What you're doing is you're sending out ambassadors for yourself and your firm to, you know, to tell other people, hey, they did that. And I get tons of cases like that. They did a really good job, you know, call, call, call the, you know, Simon Law Firm. And, and so I think you need to think through the whole client experience at your office, whether it's a defense firm, whether it's a plaintiff's firm, ask yourself, okay, what are we doing? How often do we interact with our client? And how can we make those interactions more positive or better? And we, we, we talk about that all the time here. I want to really optimize and make that client experience as, 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 as good as it can be. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call your client, you know, and show them how happy you are and enthusiastic and how hard you're working on their case and, and give them good news. You know, call them with the good news. Let them see how hard you're working on the case. You know, let them know how concerned you are about how they're going to do. I think all of these things are opportunities, as you said, you know, we're always auditioning. It's, it's opportunities for you to really shine. And, and what's going to happen is by doing all of these things, you're going to have a happy client. That client is going to go away from you singing your praises, you know, versus the opposite saying, well, you know, whatever, it didn't return my calls or, or whatever. You're sending people out into the community who are just singing your praises are very happy with what you did. I find that the uh, deposition prep is especially powerful. It's, it's, yeah, your client will want to see that you're a good tactician. You know what you're doing and you know the law. But a lot of times people are, are emotionally fraught as these things approach. They are afraid of their deposition. And uh, your preparation of them is taking them from a scary place to hopefully, and I know you've heard this often, I have, uh, wow, the deposition wasn't nearly as bad as your preparation. Your preparation got me ready for it. They didn't even ask me one third of the things that you you talked about. And they appreciate that you, you, you led them emotionally from that place of danger to a place of celebration. Yeah. And what I like doing too is the day after the deposition, not, not immediately after the deposition when they're leaving, but let a day or two pass and then pick up the phone. And if it's appropriate, you know, tell your client, Hey, I just wanted to tell you, you did a really good job at your deposition. I mean, just that, that call, you know, or, you know, call them and say, just checking in with you to see how you're doing. 
I mean, you know, everybody listening, if you want to get referrals from existing and former clients, you know, one sure way of doing that is making sure your client has a great experience during the time you're representing them. You know, show them that you are genuinely concerned about their welfare and their well-being. Show them that you're competent and, and, and diligent and you're working hard on their case. And, and that, that's more than anything else that you could do. I mean, it's, you're going to have, you have a, a, and even if you don't get the particular result, you could do all of that and, and, not, you know, and lose the case. And I think if they understand what you did and the decisions that you made and they were part of it, they're, they're going to understand. If you're doing that, what you're doing is you're marketing. You know, by, by making it a wonderful experience for your client, or as good of, not wonderful maybe, but as good of an experience as, as you can make it. Personal connection, genuine concern, you know, that is that is the key. I like your term ambassador. You treat your clients well and they do go out for you. And they, uh, I, I've heard this so often, people will be talking to each other about their lawyer. How was your lawyer? And they don't usually talk about the, you know, the, you know, the outcome, although that's important to them. How is your lawyer usually means, is this a good person? What's that expression? Uh, good reputation is hard to earn, easy to lose. Right. Uh, it takes you so years to earn it, and you can you can lose it in, in two minutes. And, you know, we were talking, the other thing, too, you know, we all have websites, and we can, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But think about this. I mean, if you handle a client uh, the right way and take care of them and do a good job, and you, and you ask them for a testimonial or make a comment for you on, you know, Google review, whatever it is, Think how important that is. And, you know, having, you know, 15, 20, 30, you know, good reviews. Moving to the next, the next, you know, part of this is we've been talking about getting referrals and in, in business from existing and, and former clients. You know, the other thing in our in our practice, it's it's referrals from from attorneys. And here's some of the things that we've done successfully over the years. You know, one is cross referrals. You know, find out other lawyers who don't do the same, you know, thing that you do whether it's criminal or bankruptcy or landlord tenant or civil rights, whatever it is, you know, make a list of those attorneys. And when somebody calls you, you know, it's real easy. You're busy to just hang up the phone. No, reject it. You know, we don't handle that. But, you know, to take a little bit of time, get some information and steer that person to the other attorney, you know, you're developing a great relationship there. You know, as, as I said earlier, you know, when somebody sends me something, they're, you know, they're on my list. Something comes up, I'm going to try to get it to them. So I think you need to really work hard on, on cross-referrals. You know, secondly, you know, meaningful involvement in legal organizations or, or, or just, you know, uh, community organizations. A leadership position, you know, indirectly, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to result in business for you. Don't just sign up and, okay, I'm a member. I'm going to the Christmas party, having a couple of drinks and getting out of there. Give something to the organization you know, start a new section, you know, be the leader of a section. It, it will come back, you know, tenfold. Articles, publishing opportunities, that, that's a big deal. You know, writing an article, as we all know, takes a ton of time. Co-author it. Get somebody outside your firm, somebody else who's in the same practice area and or different, whatever, and, and uh, you know, do it together. Presentations. And as we get, you know, as you, when you're a younger lawyer, you're probably not going to be doing that many presentations. But uh, I think the sooner you start, the better. But as, as we all get older, I know, Eric, you do a ton of, of uh, CLEs and presentations, and, and I, do, I do a bunch of them too. You know, that's another great opportunity is to do a presentation. And not, not just doing the presentation, but, you know, when you do a presentation for one of the bar organizations, 
you know, they publicize the the event. You know, people are going to know that you're, you're not only that you're speaking and who you are, but they're going to associate you with that particular topic, which is really important. Blogs, you know, things that you can write on your on your website about your area of practice. I think for, from the plaintiff's standpoint, the single most effective thing that you can do is to report your settlements and your verdicts, period. That is just uh, in, a really, really incredible way to let people know what you're working on and showing them that, you know, the results that you're getting. So I, what I'm getting at here is, you know, this relationship building and all of these opportunities, they work certainly by meeting new, you know, people. But I think you can you can double or triple the amount of business you get from people you already know. You know, think about ways to continue to keep them updated and interact. Posing counsel. I have attorneys on the other side of cases. I, I just tried a case and lost it. I just tried a case and lost it. And it was a two and a half week trial. I, you know, we, we, we resolved it with, with six of the seven uh, parties and ended up trying against the last one. And the attorney that I tried it against, I had never tried a case against him. And we, we hit it off very, very well. Excellent lawyer, very professional. And we were talking about our mutual interest at breaks during the trial. And he, uh, I, this was, you know, a few weeks ago. And I, I opened up my mail at the office. He, he, he sent me a book. You know, we, we share an interest in philosophy, and he actually sent me a book. This is the attorney who beat me at trial, okay? And and if I ever have anything in, in his area, it's going to him, okay? He's he's on my list, and, and I'm, it probably goes the other way too. So, you know, that's a situation where we battled it out. I mean, fiercely at trial, and and I didn't know him that well. I know him very well now, and I hope to have a, you know, a longstanding relationship with him and the attorneys at his office going forward. For those of us who've been around for a while and been doing things and we've got cases and, you know, what, what I do is, you know, sit back a little bit and do you talk about marketing? You know, do you sit around? I mean, there are firms where it's not even discussed that, you know, you actually should spend some time, set aside some time and talk about what are we doing? Uh, how can we do it better? What should we be doing? You know, whether well, some small things that, you know, the things I'm talking about take time, but not money. There's some things that you can do that cost money, but not a whole lot of time. But I think the important thing is it's something that needs to be, you know, on your radar screen at all times. You need to keep talking about it. You need to keep discussing it. I think it's a good idea to schedule, you know, business development or marketing meetings on a regular basis. Whether there are two lawyers or 10 lawyers, we have 14 and, and we do it every couple of weeks. We sit around and a lot of times nothing's really new or discussed. And, and, and the other thing too is be thinking about, it's not, you don't think about it at the meetings. You think about it all the time, you know, jot things down. You know, we talked about figuring out where your cases are coming from. If they're coming from clients, you know, focus on the client's experience. If they're coming from other lawyers, you know, focus upon, focus on your relationship or the experience that referring lawyer has with you and, and try to try to make it better, enhance it and uh, talk to people. You make a really good case for doing the things that you are suggesting. I still don't like the word marketing. Yeah, <laughs> There's something know, about that word. And, and maybe, you know, it's, you know what it is. I think, I shouldn't even say this is a marketing uh, podcast, okay? We should say this is a relationship podcast and there are many benefits that come out of it. And one of them is you'll get more business. How about that? All okay, right. this is a relationship podcast because I will tell you, if I didn't want any more cases, I'd still be doing the same things that I've that I've recommended to people in the, in in this podcast. 
you know, all of the things, trying to make your clients experience a good experience, well, you should be doing that anyway. You know, when somebody sends you a case, being being thankful about it and working hard on it and keeping them updated, I mean, what's wrong with that? We should be doing that anyway. You know, the lesson here is that these are things we should be doing anyway, and so it's really not going on. It's, it's, I, I, Eric, here it is. Here's the title of the segment. You know, marketing without going out of your way. <laughs> How about that? You know, because it's these are all things you should be doing anyway. And and they all help you personally. They help you, you know, in your relationships with people. And, and they do bring in business. And the things I'm telling everybody, these are things I have done over the years that have resulted in uh, cases and business being referred to me, period. And, you know, I did it not, not just for that reason, but I, I would say these things work. But, you know, you can't make a list and go through all of these things. And, and the list that, that Eric and I are giving you, you know, it's, it's, it's 1%. There's all kinds of things you can do. And, and it's going to depend on what your practice is, what kind of cases you handle. But the idea here is you can't just think about it. You got to think about it, talk about it, and then act. Well, that's a, uh, a great introduction to, I won't use the M word, uh, doing things you ought to do in order to let people know what you do and that you do it well. I shouldn't belabor that, but this, this is a, a great introduction to marketing. A lot of concepts that a lot of people don't normally associate with marketing in a traditional business environment. So uh, with that, we're going to be back next time with another episode. But uh, signing off today, this is Eric Feith. This is John Simon. Thanks for listening. The Jury is Out is brought to you by the Simon Law Firm. Share your comments with John and Eric at comments at thejuryisout.law. And tune in to the other podcasts in the Simon Law Firm library, including Heels in the Courtroom, a lively look at life and law from a female point of view. And Results Don't Lie, a legal drama podcast about the nation's first opioid overprescription medical malpractice case. Subscribe today because the best lawyers never stop learning. <laughs>